Ashley Brock, reading Snow Kisses, Chapter 4. As she walked toward the truck, huddled against the wind, her mind suddenly went backward in time. For an instant, it was summer, and she was swimming along in the pool at Cad's house one night when her father was in the hospital. She'd been 18, a girl on the verge of becoming a woman. Her father, far too ill during that period of her life to give her much counsel, hadn't noticed that she was beginning to dress in a way that caught a lot of male attention, but Cad had, and he had had a talk with her. She marched off in a huff, hating his big brother attention, and had defiantly gone for a swim that night in his own pool. There was no one around, so she had quickly stripped off her clothes and dived in. That was against the rules, but Abby was good at breaking them, especially when they were made by Cad McLaurin. She wanted him to look at her the way other men did. She wanted more than a condescending lecture from him, but she was too young and far too naive to put her growing infatuation into words. She'd been in the pool barely five minutes when she heard the truck pull up at the back of the house. Before she had time to do any more than scramble out of the pool and pull on her jeans, she heard Cad come around the corner. She was totally unprepared for what happened next. She turned and Cad's dark eyes dropped to her high, bare breasts with a wild, reckless look in them that made her heart breath catch in her throat. She stood there, frozen, staring at her. She didn't make a move to cover herself or turn away. She let him look his fill, feeling her heart shine to tear out of her chest when he finally began to move toward her. His shirt was open that night because he'd just come in from the curl, and the matted thick black hair over the bronze muscles of his chest were damp with sweat. He stopped the foot in front of her and looked down, and she knew that all the unspoken hunger she began to feel for him was plain and in her wide, pale brown eyes. Without a word, he bent and lifted her very, very gently. He brought her body to his, drew her top breast against his chest, letting her feel the rough hair against her soft, sensitive skin and her care in a caress that made her moan and cling to him. While her eyes looked straight into his and saw the flash of triumph in him, he turned and carried her into the house, up the stairs and into his own bedroom, and laid her down on the bed. Then he sat there with one hand on the bed beside her to support his weight and looked at her again, letting his dark eyes feast on the soft, pink bareness of her body. She wasn't even aware of being wet, of her body soaking the coverlet. All she saw, all she knew was Cad's hard, dark face and his eyes. Finally, he moved, and his fingers traced a pattern from her shoulder down over her collarbone. She held her breath as they kept going down, and she felt the slow, sweet tracing of them on the curve of her breast, exploring, tantalizing with the light pressure, until they reached the Burgundy peak and caught it lightly between them. She gasped, arching at the unexpected surge of pleasure, and his eyes looked straight down into hers. Hush, you know I won't hurt you. Yes, she whispered back as if the walls could hear them, her eyes wide with unexpected pleasure. I, I want you to touch me. I know, he bent one hand, still cupping her, and she lifted her arms as he leaned until they were around his neck into her eyes as his warm, hard mouth brushed hers so that he could see the reaction. Open your mouth for me, Abby, he breathed, moving his hand to tip her up her chin just a little more. She obeyed him mindlessly, felt the delicious probing of his tongue between her lips, working his way slowly, sensuously into her mouth. She gasped, moaned, and he eased down so that she could feel his bare chest against her breasts. She lifted herself, clinging, and for one long, unbearable, sweet moment, felt his warmth and weight in the fierce adult passion of a man's kiss. She thought she imagined a tremor in his hand, hard arms before he suddenly released her, and when he sat up again, he was so calm outwardly that it had been for quite as if 
As if he'd been for a quiet walk, his eyes went down to her breast and drank in the sight of them one last time before he began co- coverlet and tossed carelessly over Bernard. He wanted to know, he said gently, holding her hand tightly in his as if to soften the rejection. And I've shown you that this is as far as it goes. I care too much to seduce you just for an hour of pleasure. She swallowed, setting his hard face, her body still tingling from the touch of his fingers, her mouth worn from the long, hungry kisses they shared. Should I be a shamed cat? She asked. Brushed the damp hair away from her. Oh boy, he asked him. I want to know how it felt to be touched and kissed by a man. She drew in a deep sleep. No, not by a man, she said. By you. The impact of that nervous confession was evident on his face. He hesitated as if he wanted desperately to say something without better of it. His jaws Abby, he said, choosing with him. You're 18 years old. You've got a lot of growing up to do, a lot of the world to see, before you tie yourself to one man. To any man, he told her to cover and let Adder It's natural at your age to be curious about sex, but despite the modern viewpoint, there are still men like left who want a virgin when they marry. His eyes matters. Be one. Save that precious gift for Maine to marry. Don't give it away to satisfy your curiosity. Will you? She asked him voluntarily. Will I will, honey? Yeah. I want a virgin. He looks strange at the moment. Thoughtful, hungry, irritating. The biggest problem is my life. In my life, he said up a minute for the flash humor, is that I want one right now. He bent and kissed her briefly, roughly, before he said, Cat? She bent her hand going to the coverlet. Oh, no, he said from pushing her finger. Not yet. Yet, she whispered, traced her mouth with a lazy happiness. Make me the same offer again in about three or four years, you remember, from the basement. And I'll drag you into bed and make love to you until you pass out. Now get dressed and don't try this again, Abby. <laughs> he warned her. It's the wrong time for us. Don't force me to be cruel to you. Something I'd, I'd have hell living with. Her head whirling with unbridled hope, she watched him out the door with her whole heart in her eyes. This is Cat, she called him softly, turned one hand on the door around high. I'll hold you to that in three or four years, she promised. He smiled back at her so tenderly that she almost climbed out of the bed and threw herself at her. Good night, honey. He chuckled, walking out the door. Neither of them had ever mentioned it or referred to it, and all the time since then, shortly afterwards, she had left the ranch. She'd seen Cat only a few times in the intervening years. It was odd that she should remember the incident now, when her promise was impossible to keep. She'd never been able to offer herself to Cat now. She opened the door of the truck and got in. Cat was quiet on the way back to the house, but that wasn't unusual. Never had liked to talk and drive at the same time. Seemed to mull over problems in the silence, ranch problems that were never far away. In winter, it was snow and getting enough feed to the livestock. In spring, it was roundup and planting. In summer, it was haying and fixing fence and water. Water was an internal problem. There was either not enough or too much. In May and June, when the snow melted on the mountains and ran into the streams and rivers, there'd be enough water for agriculture, but there would also be flooding to contend with. After roundup, the cattle had to be moved to high summer pastures. In fall, they had to be brought back down. The breeding program was an ongoing project. And there was always the problem of sick cattle and equipment breakdowns and the logistics of feeding, calling, selling, and buying cattle. 
cat-headed ranch managers like Melly's husband-to-be, but he owned three ranches, and ultimately he was the one responsible to the board of directors and to the stockholders as well, because it was a corporation now, not just one man's holding, and Cad was at the helm. Her eyes sought his face, loving it as she loved it for long, empty years. Cad, the internal bachelor, she wondered if he'd ever marry or want children of his own to inherit Parrot Ridge and the other properties he had stock in. She thought once, at 18, that he might marry her one day, but he made a point of avoiding her after that devastating encounter, and in desperation, she had settled for the venture and challenge of modeling. It had been the ultimate adventure of 18, glamour, wealth, society. For the first year or so, it had almost satisfied her. She remember coming home that first Christmas, bubbling with enthusiasm for her work. Cat had listened pointedly, and then he had left and he'd been constitutionally absent for the rest of the time she was at Painted Ridge. She often wondered why he deliberately avoided her, but she'd been eccentric over the glitter of New York and her increasing successes, or she had been at first. Catching the sense of intense appraisal, his head suddenly turned and he caught her eyes as he pulled up to the house and parked the back steps. Abby felt a shock of pure sensation go through her like fire. It's been a long time since she'd looked into those dark, glittering eyes at Point Blank Rain did the most wonderful things to her pulse. You've been away longer this time, he said without preamble. He leaned back against his door and listened. A year. Not from the ranch, counter. You weren't here last summer. We're at Christmas when I was. He laughed shortly. Cigarettes in the up girls. What was the use? He asked. I got sick of hearing about New York and all the beautiful people. She sat erect, her chin thrusting. Are we going to have that argument all over again? No, I'm through arguing, he said. Well, you made up your mind four years ago that you couldn't find what you wanted from life any place except New York. I left you to it, Abby. I know a lost cause when I see one. What was there for me here? She demanded. They go back to the time when he wouldn't come near her. his face cold at the words. It seemed actually pale. He turned his eyes out of the window to look at him. Nothing, I guess. Open country, clean air, basic values and only a few people. Amazing, isn't it? That we have the fourth largest state in the country, but it's four, sixth, forty-sixth in population, and I liked it that way. He had a pen I couldn't live any place where I didn't have enough room to walk without being bumped into. She knew that already. Cad, his long, elegant stride, and love of open country, might as well die as be a transplant to New York. This was big sky country, and he was a big sky man. He never felt home in the Big Apple a hundred years ago. However, he would have fit right in with the old frontier ways. She remember going to the old Custer battlefield with him when, where the battle of the light little bighorn was fought, and watching his eyes sweep the rolling hills. He sat a horse. The same way, his eyes always on the horizon. One of his ancestors had been a full-blooded Sioux and had died at Little Bighorn. He belonged to this country, but surely as the early settlers and miners and cattlemen had belonged to it. Abby had wanted to belong to it, too, to Cad, but he let her go get on that bus to New York when she was 18, although he had one hell of a fight with her father about it the night before she left. Jesse Shane had never shared the discussion with her. She only knew about it because... She heard their angry voices in the living room and her name on Cad's lips. Never wanted me to go to New York, she murmured. She withdrew from the pain of me. Expected me to fall flat on my face, didn't you? I hope like hell that you would, he said, Martin's eyes. But you made it, didn't you? 
Although, looking at you now, I can almost believe you had My God, Calia has better taste than clothes. She avoided this ass. Also, by the end, earlier statement. I'm very tastefully dressed for a woman on a ranch. She threw back nervous that he might guess why she was wearing loose clothing. Why she couldn't wear anything revealing right now. Is that a dig of me? Yes. I know ranch life isn't glamorous, honey. It's damn hard work, and not many women would choose it over a glittering career. You don't have to tell me that. How long? How little he knew. She thought miserably. She chucked modeling with New York and the thought of being international famous. If he'd asked her to marry him, she would have given up anything to live with him and love him. But he didn't know, and he never would. Her pride wouldn't let her tell him. He rejected her once that magic night years before, even though he did it tenderly. She couldn't risk having him do it again. It would be too devastating. Her eyes dropped to her suede boots. The boots would be ruined. She'd forgotten to spray them with protective coating. She'd need to buy a new pair. All that she could think about that when she was alone with Cad. It was so precious to be alone with him, even for a few minutes. If only she could tell him what had happened, tell him the truth, but how could she admit that she'd come back to him? Hey. She looked up and found him watching her closely. He reached out and caught a lock of her long hair. What was wrong? He asked quietly. He felt the prick of tears and blinked to display them. It was so much harder when he was tender. Reminded her, fortunately, of the last time she heard his voice so velvet and deep. And suddenly she found herself wondering how she would react if he tried to hold her, touch her. Now, nothing's wrong, she said. I was just thinking. His face hardened and he let go of her. Thinking about New York, he demanded. What well, the hell are you doing here in April, anyway? That summer was your only slack time. I came to see Melly, of course. She shot back her face on me. To help her get ready for the wedding. And you'll be staying for a month, he said, matter of fact. There in her protest. How could she when she started? Stayed in the last so convincing. She thought, well. I understand you were designing her a wedding dress. Can you do Yes, she agreed, remembering the sketches she already done. For the last few years, she had discovered that she enjoyed designing clothes much more than modeling. My God, you're quiet, he observed. It. His eyes narrowed against the smoke of it. You used to come home gushing like a volcano, full of life and happiness. Now you seem sedated, very, very different. What's the matter, honey? Is the glitter wearing off, or are you just tired of going around half-naked for a minute to look at? She gasped at the unexpectedness of the attack and drew her sharp back. Cat Alexander McLaurin, I don't go around half naked. Don't you? He demanded. And he had that old familiar look on his face. The one that meant he was sent for her. I was up in New York one day last month on business, and I went to one of your fashion shows. You were wearing a see-through blouse with nothing under it. Nothing. <laughs> oh my God, I almost went up there and dragged you off that runway. It was all I could do. Turn around and walk out of the building. Your father was rolled over in his grave. My father was proud of me. She returned, hurting from her. And unless you missed it, most of the people who go to those shows are women. There were men there. He came back. You take off your clothes for men in private, too, Abby. She lifted her hand to hit him, but it caught the wrist and jerked. She found herself. Looking straight into his narrow eyes at an alarming distance, but worse, she felt the full force of his strength and the sturdy grip, and she felt panic rise in her throat. Let me go, Cat, she said suddenly, her voice ghostly, and her eyes went, Oh, please let me go.
He scrowled, bringing her all at once. She drew back against the door like a cornered cat. Actually, Trillman was reaction. Well, now she knew, didn't she? She thought miserably. She wondered how she reacted to cat's strength, and now she truly. No. Remember me? Yes, England. We've known each other most of our lives. I was defending myself, Abby. I wasn't going to hit you. What the hell's the matter with you? Has some man been knocking you around? His face became friendly. Answer me. He said, has one of your boyfriends been rough with you? My God, if he has. No, it's not that. She said quickly, drawing in a steady breath. Her eyes closed on a wave of remorse. I'm just tired, Cat. Tired. Burned out. Too many long hours and too many go-sees that didn't work out. Too many demanding photographers. Too many retakes of commercials. Too many... Fittings, too many temperamental designers. She somebody gets the door and opens her eyes. Weary eyes look at I'm tired. It was a lie, but then how could you possibly tell me? You come home to rest. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, softly. Is it all right? She has to rest a whole month, and I don't want to interfere with your life. That's a joke. He's come. That's what I was You don't know what a joke it is. He turned abruptly. Let's go in. It's freezing out here. We can sit around inside for the rest of the night and watch your sister and Jerry climb all over each other. She sounded utterly disgusted and she laughed at all that. They're engaged, she reminded him. And why don't they get married and make it make out in their own house? She got out. That's right, she said. Gave her a hard glare. Before he opened his door and went around opening. A wedding can't be soon enough to suit me, he said. The only place I haven't caught them at is in a closet. They're in love. She stepped out from the running board, landed in the stops. Cold snow. My gosh, you're old-fashioned cat. Don't tell me you hadn't noticed that before, he asked as they walked toward the house through the driving snow. It tickled Abby's face, melting cold and wet over her delicate it's hard to admit. She had great plants up at her, walking so tall and straight beside her. Moved with easy grace, long strides that marked him as an outdoorsman. It would take wide open country like Montana to hold him. But people in love were notoriously hard to separate. What would you know about love? He asked, shooting a glance down her. Have you ever felt it? So that's with bitter humor. Most people have a crush or two in a lifetime. He had one on me once, as I remember, he said quietly, staring straight ahead, where he had since the shock that wanted up his film run. I'm surprised you even noticed. She murmured, in between rays and cowing and fighting off girls and square dances. I noticed the words didn't mean a lot, but the way he said them did. There was a world of meaning in that curt, harsh sound of them. She drew no slow breath and wrapped her arms around her chest, averting her gaze from him. Would she ever forget that night, despite the recent experience that had soured physical relationship for her? Felt an explosion of pleasure at the memory of Cad's warm, rough mouth on her own, his hands touching her so gently. They were at the back door. He opened it and led her into the warm, dry kitchen ahead of him. Callie had apparently stepped out for a minute because it was deserted. Abby, he called. Turned at the entrance to the dining room, looked back at him, pulled off his hat, and his dark hair glittered deeply back in black in the headlight. His eyes slid down her body, taking in the end of fitted clothing, and went back up to her flesh face and wide, soft eyes. Since she was suddenly between them, the old tension that she felt that night at the swimming pool, when he'd seen her as no other man ever had, to feel the shock of his gaze, 
while beat of her own heart in the silence that dog was unexpected from. Are you happy in New York? He asked. She faltered, chatting at worst past her tight lips. She had been, or she convinced herself that she had been, until the incident that had made her run home for shelter, for comfort, but also she missed painting bridge and camp. Of course I am, she lied. Why? He told Fran shift impatiently, as if he wanted an answer. She hadn't given him information. I just wondered, that's all. I saw your face on a magazine cover the other day. He had said one of the better ones. That means something, I gather. Yes, yeah, she agreed with one. It's quite a coup to have a cover on that kind of magazine. My agency was thrilled about it. His eyes wandered over her face, searching eyes that grew dark with some emotion. She said, you're beautiful, all right. He said, well, you always were, not just physically either. Remind me of sunlight on a morning meadow, also keen, bright, and sweet to look at. Whatever happened to that little girl? She felt an ache deep inside, a hunger that nothing had ever filled. Her eyes touched every hard line of his face, lines she would have loved the smooth way. She wilted away from him. She wanted to tell him part of her died when she left Penridge. But of course, she could say that. She grew up, Cat. She said instead. Shook his head and smiled, a strange soft smile. No, not quite. I carry her around in the memory, and every once in a while, I take her out and look at her. She was dreadfully naive, she murmured, trying not to let him see how his statement had touched her. He moved slowly toward her, stopping just in front of her. He towered over her, powerful, big, and faintly threatening. She fought down the fear of his strength that had already surfaced once that night. She looked up, intrigued by the smell of leather and the wind that clung to her. I've forgotten how tall you are, she said in longer. I've forgotten nothing about you, Abby, he said, including the fact that once you couldn't get close enough to me, but now you back away the minute I come near you. So he had noticed. She dropped her eyes to the brother's trap. Do I? You showed away from me in the cabin shed tonight. You think I didn't notice? Then in the truck? My God, I've never hurt you. Don't you know that? Their eyes traced, sitting on the coat. And she noticed a tiny smudge near one of the buttons as if ashes from a cigarette had fallen on it. Silly things to be aware of when she could feel the heat of his big body. She remembered as if it were yesterday. Sweet was we held him. I know, she said after a minute. Sure, so I forced her eyes up. I have some problems I'm trying to work out. A man, he escorted her. She nodded in a way. His face hardened and his hands came up. As if he would like to grip her with him when he brought the jam in his mouth. Want to tell me about it? Her head went slowly from side to side. Not yet. I have to find myself, Cad. I have to work it out on my own. Does it have something to do with your career? Yeah. Yes, it does. I've decided whether or not I want to go on with it. She confessed. Seemed brightened. Face changed, like making him look strangely again. Thinking of quitting. Why not? She asked me. Need an extra cow in? I could close gates good. You just asking if I don't. He smiled back, his dark eyes moving. I'll do that. She's like, You'll be ready to run me off by the time that month's up, she said with a short laugh. Anyway, I've got a little thinking to do. Maybe I can help you make up your mind, he murmured. One hand caught her chin, turned it up, closed his eyes, searched Melly said there was a man, a bad experience. What happened, honey? Love affair goes sour. 
Slant spit backward to release itself from the disturbing pressure of his fingers. Chad fled New York only to wind up back in Cadman Moore's hip pocket again, letting it too close to be suicide in more ways than one. He strengthened murder, but there was more to it than that. She reacted to him in ways that she never reacted to any other man. Every man she dated or been with socially had been for her a poor imitation of this one, and she was only now realizing how large he loomed in her memory. For years, she pushed that night at the swimming pool to the back of her mind after Afraid to take it out and look at it, it's not going back in time. It stirred something deep inside her that momentarily banished the bad memories to make way for remembering sensations and longings. Stared up in Cad's dark eyes and saw her whole world. He was big as the country. Nothing she ever found in New York was going to replace him, but there was no way she was going to let him know it. Pushed her away ever since that long night ago night. It was as if he couldn't bear having her close to him. And anyway, even now when she backed away, he wasn't following. He could still let her go without flinching, without regret, even in this moment. A man, she agreed. I go to not win. What do you think I did? What do you think I did in New York? Stare out windows, longing to be back here? That was the truth. Little did he know it. The glitter had long ago worn off her light, leaving it bare to him. Not me, honey, he said. I know all too well how dull this place is to you. He done everything but shouted from the root. He cleared it. Did the man come too close, Abby? Did he want to settle down? You couldn't face us all of that. She stared at him blankly. Is that shocking? Yes, that it filled with her. I told you, Cat, I like my life the way it is. Like having money to spend and things to see and places to go. I went to Jamaica to do a layout last month and in September I'm going to Greece for another one. That's exciting. It's great fun. He stared at her with cold eyes. Leaving what? Yes, I can see that. He dropped. He pulled a cigarette from his pocket and lit it while his eyes ran quietly over every line of it. And where does your boyfriend come in? She's following He wasn't a boyfriend, and it's a long story. I'll find time to listen. She should be rising to. Not tonight. If you don't mind, I'd like to say hello to Jerry. He drew in an angry breath for just an instant. She thought he was going to insist, but he reached past her and opened the door. She went ahead of him. Believe that he swallowed her explanation. Boyfriend, oh God, what a horrible joke that was. Would you rather have died than tell him the truth? Anyway, what would it matter? Let him think she was just getting over a love affair. What did it matter? End of chapter four.